on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And the explosion in Dublin dominating uh, the front pages, or certainly a number of the front pages this morning. The Irish Daily Mirror, Hostel Blast Horror. Also, the Irish Daily Star, Deadly Blast at Homeless Hostel. Uh, Obviously, there's a full investigation underway into what happened and how this man died. Uh, The papers, the Star, speculating and saying that Gardaí are investigating if a hostel explosion that killed a man who was homeless was caused by a suspected pipe bomb. The man lost his life following the blast at the DePaul Homeless Centre in Dublin. It's believed the bomb exploded as he slept. Now, these are the initial investigations by Gardaí. Uh, either way, an absolute tragedy. And of course, then we had to um, try and find new places for some of those in the shelter to sleep overnight. So uh, you can read more about that in a number of the papers this morning. The main story on the front of the Irish Independent is about the cashback for plastic bottles. We're all gearing up for that in February, except not all shops are gearing up for it because only a third of shops are going to offer cashback for empty plastic bottles. Just one in three shops expected to offer the refund service for your bottles and cans when the deposit return scheme begins next month. Uh, Around 6,000 retailers sell beverages that are eligible for the scheme, but most have not installed the vending machines where you can return the items. So then shoppers are going to have to go to another store to reclaim their deposit of up to 25 cent per container. Uh, I imagine some of the other shops will wait and see how it goes before they go to the effort of putting the vending machine in. Also, by the way, if you're interested in this, there's a good explainer in the Irish Independent because a lot of people, including myself, I have to say, not overly familiar with how the scheme works, but they explain it in the Indo, but also they go to Germany, uh, which has been doing this for 21 years and it's second nature to people in Germany to do this. So maybe we'll all get used to it over time. The Irish Examiner front page, uh, gorgeous picture, by the way, of a robin on frosty grass in Cork in Farron Forest Park in Cork yesterday during the spell of cold weather. The photograph was like something you'd see on a Christmas card. Stunning picture. Uh, The main story on the Irish Examiner is quite a concerning one. There's been a sharp increase in computer-generated child sexual abuse material, and they say it's been driven by freely available AI software. This is according to the internet watchdog hotline.ie, which says that 37% of all reports classed as child sex abuse material in 2022 involved computer-generated imagery compared to 9% of cases in 2021. Uh, The vast majority of the material comes from abroad. However, 20 cases were traced to Ireland, according to Hotline's latest report. Front of the Irish Times, uh, Northern Ireland public service workers vent fury in huge protest. A photograph of all of those uh, public sector workers taking part in a rally in Belfast outside City Hall yesterday. Another story to do with the North on the front of the Irish Times. How would you feel about Ireland being part of the Commonwealth? Well, voters in the Republic and Northern Ireland are divided on attitudes to the Commonwealth and on that big question whether a possible future United Ireland should be a member of the Commonwealth. Uh, While the Republic remains strongly opposed to membership of the Commonwealth, opposition to it among Southern voters and Northern voters from a Catholic background eases when when its international character and the fact that many of its members are republics are stressed. 
So if people know more about the Commonwealth and the countries involved, maybe they'd be more inclined to go for it. Uh, But there probably is something jarring for some Irish people to think that Ireland would be part of the Commonwealth. There's others. I remember being at a Fine Gael conference a few years ago where this was discussed. There's others in political life who think it would be a good idea. Now, inside the papers this morning, um, just we'll go to the Irish Daily Mail and we're just wondering about the... um, President of Ireland and how much he's paid compared to other leaders around the world and we're told in the mail that Michael D. Higgins is the second highest paid president in Europe after his Swiss counterpart. The study also found that the president's wage of over €330,000 a year is seven times the average worker's salary in this country. Michael D. Higgins was behind only the Slovakian president whose 187,000 a year is 7.8 times that of her average workers. And also in Bulgaria, uh, the president there earns 10 times more than the average worker. Uh, Overall, though, the Swiss president is the highest paid in Europe, earning €545,000 a year. Nice work if you can get it. Followed by Ireland, uh, 330000 Then it's Austria, Iceland, Germany, Italy, Poland, France, Slovakia and Cyprus. The lowest paid is uh, the Ukrainian president who earns €8,000 a year as opposed to 330 or 545 if he or she, don't know who they are, uh, it's a man I think was in... Uh, Uh, Switzerland there. So that's a comparison in the mail if you're interested in that. Interesting one in the Telegraph uh, about Instagram. It's only for teenagers, but I think we could all probably do with this. Instagram is going to tell teenagers to go to bed if they're using the app for long periods late at night because they're worried that social media uh, means adolescents aren't getting enough sleep. So there's going to be an update to Instagram which will encourage under 18s to take a break if they've been scrolling through videos or messages for more than 10 minutes. And then after 10, there will be a feature that will say time for a break, question mark. It's getting late. Consider closing Instagram for the night. Now, there's other people who only go on Instagram uh, uh, late at night at 10 or 11. But for teenagers, they're going to be told, turn it off and get to bed. It's a bit sort of nanny state watching you, but maybe it'll help teenagers get more sleep. A couple of final stories. Speaking of teenagers, they're probably notorious for leaving lights on in the house. Uh, I spend my life switching off lights that are on in the house. However, the Telegraph tells us that all these rows in households about leaving lights on in empty rooms is utterly pointless because leaving lights on costs less than two quid extra a year. Now, around half of families row about leaving the lights on. However, leaving a bulb on for an extra four hours every day adds up to £1.75 extra over the course of the year, according to research from Britain. So no need for all of these rows. And finally, if you're trying to make your flowers in your vase last longer, you should put Viagra in them because the mail tells us Danish scientists have discovered the erectile dysfunction drug could prevent droop, not just in the bedroom, but also on the mantelpiece, kitchen table and windowsill because apparently the little blue pill dropped in the vase with a bunch of cut flowers can limit cell damage in the stems, petals and leaves. Now there are other tricks. I put some sugar or lemon juice into the vase but apparently Viagra is the most effective not the 2p coin that some put in as well. Anyway, those are the stories making the headlines. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk.